one of the devices that has been using Internet of Things in banking is the ATM. ATMs, since a long time ago, has been connected and serving data. A lot of data that are used by business, but not known by the customer. Okay? But we would like to move forward on this. We would like to do a new, a new step on this, and we would like to, to start to use this banking of things in the branch. So we believe that um, the future will feature a new model of connected branch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of CX Insider. In today's episode, Greg and I talk to two guests, Jose Fernandez, who is a service specialist, and Javier Diaz, project delivery manager. Both of them work for Santander Global Technology and Operation Division, based in Madrid. Today, we talked about IoT, Internet of Things with the application and banking, the future of retail banking, and sustainability. Enjoy the episode and let us know what you think on social media. By the way, this podcast is sponsored by ACF Technologies, global leaders in customer experience management solutions. Hi, everyone. Um, first of all, we would like to uh, thank you, uh, Valentina, Greg, Marcel, for inviting us to be part of this initiative, which we think is it's great to have this sort of initiative to talk about technology, trends, uh, our day to day. So thanks a lot for, for having us today. Uh, if it is okay with you, I would like to do a, a, a quick introduction of ourselves, uh, Jorge Fernandez and myself, Javier Diaz. Uh, we work for Xantander. We belong to the, um, we are in the technology and operation division. Uh, and a part of that, we have to, we are responsible for uh, developing and, and implementing end-to-end -end solutions to our customers worldwide uh, using the latest technologies possible and, and also using uh, the best methodology that we can apply. Not just traditional waterfall methodologies, but also we are using agile technologies and, and methodologies where, where they are um, applicable. Uh, also, as part of our job, we have to uh, help our customers to define uh, and maintain their IT strategy. For example, when, when a technology becomes obsolete, we, have, we are responsible for helping them to change that technology in a short period of time and trying to make as small impact as possible in their, in their business, okay? Uh, we, Jorge and myself, we have uh, mostly focus in, in retail banking. Uh, trying to have uh, our processes within the within the branch as efficient as possible, and also trying to have uh, the best customer experience possible. Um, recently, we have organized in uh, internally in Center of Excellence. Uh, we belong to the full stack Center of Excellence. We are trying to uh, leverage all the benefits that a center of excellence can provide to our customer, not just solutions as we are doing already, but also exploring new technologies, new frameworks, new methodologies, all of this in order to help them to have uh, improving their business uh, as much as possible. And as I said, it's a pleasure to be here today. So Jorge, if you want to add something yourself. Well, yeah, also, um, thanks to all of you for inviting us to this podcast. And as Javi has said, the reason why we are here 
is that uh, uh, during this year, we organized a Banking of Things Forum event when we'll try to explain to all the members of Santander how IoT can help in our banking processes, what IoT is, and how it can be used in our banking business. Uh, so the things that we are doing right now, we are trying to foster the use of IoT in banking, which is not something really easy because sometimes we need some blockages from people. You know, you need always changing your mind and your business is complicated. Um, but we're all, we're really really focused on that. So hopefully, during this last year, we will we will develop this new concept of banking of things. And you guys are based in Madrid, right? Or just yeah, just yeah, within yeah. Madrid. Yeah. Have you have you That's both right. lived there yeah. uh, for a long time? Have you always lived there? Yeah. Well, from from my part, I've been living here all my life. Only three years I've been living there in Milton Keynes. I've been working for Santander UK for three years. So it was like a small period of my life I've been living there in, in UK. But after that, I returned again to Madrid and I, I started to work again for Santander Bank. I also spent uh, seven years working in, in Ireland uh, for a software company. And after that, I, I moved to, to Madrid and been there since. And, and how yeah. does... Sorry. How does Milton Keynes compare to Madrid? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a tricky question. <laughs> you can't imagine. No, it's it's quite different, you know. Well, I was really I enjoyed a lot, you know, yeah. when I was living there. It's a big difference. It's a a small a small city compared with Madrid. You know, Madrid is a big big mess. In fact, I live in the outskirts of Madrid because I don't like you know all this noisy cities and all the traffic jams and all those things. So I prefer to have a different quality of life. So for me, it's not a big issue living in Milton Keynes. In fact, I just, I, I enjoy it a lot. And I have to say that I, I love the country. I love UK. You know, I think it has amazing places to visit. And not only London, you know, all the people is always thinking you have to go to UK. You have to visit London for sure. But there are so many places that you also have to visit there in UK that are really, really amazing. So for me, it was a, a marvelous experience. The concept of IoT was born at the beginning of the 21st century. Around 2000, industry leaders started experimenting with connected devices. In June 2000, LG introduced their first connected device, refrigerator. Since then, IoT started being integrated in many different industries. Fast forward to the present day, between 2021 and 2026, IoT in the banking market is expected to grow at compound annual growth rate of 18.58%. Despite the wide application of this concept, many people might not be sure what opportunities and risks IoT entails. As you said, Greg, before explaining what banking of thing is, we need to stop and say, what exactly is Internet of Things? We need to understand first what Internet of Things is, because at the end of the day, Banking of Things is an extension of it. Internet of Things is about uh, interconnecting devices, normal devices, everyday devices, okay, uh, that we have in our, in our life around us. These devices are interconnected, sharing, first of all, collecting data, sharing this data, and allowing us to, uh, based on that massive amount of data, to make decisions both in real time and also 
after after some some period of time. In both cases, this gathering of data allows us to have better processes, better uh, customer experience. If we talk, for example, about banking, now we will talk about banking of things term. But the main idea is all this gathering of information will give us a better a better uh, position to make decisions. And we can see that around around our lives, okay? In in many many sectors like industry, sports, uh, food, uh, health, etc. Banking of things, as I said, is just an extension of 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 Internet of Things. Is applying this concept in in banking in order in order to improve our processes, improve the experience we have, our customer have, and. I would say that uh, the reason why we are we are exploring banking of things is because we really believe that can make a difference in our banking processes. Okay, in some of them at least. Okay. Yeah. Well, in fact, I think that adding to what Javi has said before, I think that something that is really important is that we need to understand that even having all this data that all the devices can can provide, it makes no sense if we don't extract any value from this data. Uh, the Internet of Things is not so much a technology, it's more a concept that tries to digitalize the physical world in order to generate new value. And this value can be created in many different ways. I mean, by product improvement, operational efficiency, a better customer experience. And therefore, what we have to have clear is, what would you want to generate? So. The real thing for this is the value that we get with this Internet of Things. Okay, so it's it's critical. The, the key is the value. It's always that critical. We can use a lot of devices, we can collect a lot of data, but it was really critical is this, is the use that we do with those data. As an example that I could say about this, uh, my brother-in-law, uh, lives in Canary Island. He's been growing tomatoes, I think, for 20 years ago. The first time that I that I went there and I visit the um, the only houses that they have there, it was amazing because, and this, it was 20 years ago. He was using a lot of sensors. Obviously, they were not connected by a Wi-Fi or 5G. They were connected by a wire, but he was able 20 years ago to know exactly the humidity, you know, the nutrients that the plants have. And with an uh, old, old computer, he was able to program everything to give to the food what the food really needs. So what is important, for the, in this case, for this farmer and my brother-in-law, is not all those data that comes, you know, in a big amount and you say, oh, come on, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a lot of the data. No, it's the value that he gets with those data. I mean... The value for him is that his tomatoes grow big, with a lot of flavor, a lot of savor, okay, all those things. That's what's really, really important. So the key is the value. That's what we really need to provide with this Internet of Things. And as Javi has said before, there are other, um, other places and other industries that are also making use of IoT. For example, I don't know if you like Formula One, but you know with all those telemetric systems, they don't only know what is happening in the car. They also can change in real time the car behavior. So they can improve. So that's the thing. 
The thing is, what the what what's the value that those data gives to us? As a curious example, in this event, uh, one of the companies that was talking there said that they are also using hydrophones in brown um, uh, farms because they know that the more they talk, the better they grow. So, it, so it's really amazing, you know. So, what is really important, as we have said before, is the value. Okay, so that's what we we think we should focus on. This, I love that, <clears throat> and I think that's part of this whole conversation because Internet of Things, banking of things, like you say, is the immediate access to data. But it comes down to what you both said, which is how you use that data. Do you use it in the moment, or do you use it for future decisions? Yeah. And that sounds like farming of things. So we might have to coin that term yeah. as farming of things <laughs> today. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we might invite your brother-in-law on to give his perspective <laughs> later on. But that, that's, a, that's a fantastic story. And actually, that is, I guess, the same concept. That's the same theory. It's using that data in real time to, to make decisions for the now and for the future. Looking at the banking of things through the lens of customer experience, how does the interconnectivity of different devices improve CX? Well, I think that one of the one of the devices that has been using Internet of Things in banking is the ATM. ATMs, since a long time ago, has been connected and serving data. A lot of data that are used by business, but not known by the customer. Okay. But we would like to move forward on this. We would like to do a new, a new step on this, and we would like to, to start to use this banking of things in the branch. So we believe that um, the future will feature a new model of connected branch. Uh, we talk about a lot about this in our banking forums. Sorry, our, in our banking forum. And our idea is that we would like to keep our branches with some kind of devices that once the user entrance into the branch, it's automatically recognized, okay? So, and things can happen that will improve their user experience, okay? Imagine that you get into the branch, you have to do an enrollment process of biometric, of your facial biometric pattern, and when you enter in your branch, you imagine that you have a, a, an automatic queue system, so you can get your ticket automatically, and you can do your check-in automatically when you arrive. That's something that will also improve this, this behavior, okay? Um, more things, that, yeah. So we also want to use um, our biometric patterns for other things. For example, we would like to use them to do a cash withdrawal. Right now, there are a lot of companies, um, you know, uh, doing some kind of R&D, you know, this finger vein, palm vein, and all those things. And we will also would like to add this to our customer experience. Okay. Um, regarding the ATMs, the ATMs that we have said before, we would like to add to our ATMs of a new functionality that allowed, allowed them to know via an application, but in real time, if an ATM in a specific branch is working. Because right now, what they know is that there is an ATM there. But sometimes you go to the branch, but it could it would have been vandalized. It could be uh, out, you know, broken. It could be offline. It could have it could have been out of um, um, money. So the thing is that you can get that information online. 
So you avoid to go to a specific branch if you don't know exactly that it is working there. Okay. And what else we could know with that? Also, we could check in the branch how many people is right now in that branch. So depending on the um, number of people that it's in that moment in that branch, you could decide to go to a branch or to another one, even if it's farther from where you are right now, because you're going to be attended in a less time. And these are some, some uses cases that we are working with regarding with branches. This is a concept that uh, we, we, in the event that we have a couple of months ago, we, we, we known as the connected branch. We want to see it as a branch where the customer or the non-customer and the branch are somehow connected. So the experience of them can be much better than, than it is at the moment because they, they will be able to gather uh, information that will allow them to make decisions. Again, IoT and banking of things is about making decisions based on data. So these decisions will allow them to have possibly a better experience at the branch. For example, Jorge has mentioned a couple of things. Uh, if you are able to identify in real time what branch is the most suitable for you, instead of maybe going to the nearest branch to you and for whatever reason that that branch is not available at the moment or is quite busy or it can attend you as you expected to having all that information to make the decision the right decision for us is a is a, is, a, is a value uh, in fact yeah it's also going to be valuable for the for the branch staff because they will also know when they arrive to the branch and they can go there and be faster and go to with a personalized products, info, whatever, that the user really requires, you know. And, and, and as Jorge mentioned, another key concept for us, Greg and Valentina, is that the, the, our body should be our ID, okay? We, we should go to that scenario where we should be able to identify ourselves within the branch, as we're talking about the branch, uh, with some part of our body. And, and after that, the, the, the branch should be able to provide us with information, uh, to do with us, particularly to do with us, because they already know who, who we are as soon as we enter the branch. Okay, so all this is in order to try to have a better experience, a better customer experience, and as Jorge said, even for the employees of the of the branch to have a, a more efficient processes. Okay. But we are right now only focusing on branches, but there are other sectors that in banking that we can also apply this Internet of Things or this Banking of Things. For example, insurance. Insurance is a really, really part of the banking business. Imagine, and, and, and in fact, the, the big techs are also uh, moving on, this play, on, on the insurance sector. I mean, imagine that you could create a product that depending on the information that you send with your devices, imagine if you go to run every day, or you do some sports four days per week, or you walk a number of steps daily, you get a reduce on your prime. Okay, so that could be also great. Why not? The thing is, and in fact, we are we are working on this with our business department. Okay, and the thing is, we need to analyze this very well because, and this is something really, really funny. I mean, sometimes if people start to do some kind of workouts 
because they want to get a decrease in their prime. What could happen is that they could start to have more healthy issues that they had when they didn't do any kind of workout. Heart attacks, you know, problems with your legs, your back, whatever. So at the end, that could not be a good product. So it's really complicated to find exactly the right product and the right benefits that it could return to business and also to the to the user, to the customer. Yeah. Another example would be, as Jorge said, the, the, the mortgages, another, another banking product. Uh, we could also uh, leverage the use of Internet of Things, all this information that we can gather to, to improve the product we are offering to our customers. Uh, here, I'm sure we have listened to the, we, are, we have here the concept of green mortgages, for example. The concept here is that uh, using IoT or using BOT, we are able to offer our customers a more efficient product because it's based on information that is collecting from our own house. Uh, behaviors we have within our own house, okay? And all this information can be used in order to make uh, or to offer a better product to our, to our customers. We know that information is the is the is the new goal, and obviously, Internet of Things and banking of things are based on information, and as we said, making the, the right decisions. Okay. Adding connectivity to so many devices bring an extra load of challenges. Now, let's leave device compatibility to the engineers. At the end of the day, this is a CX podcast, so the first thing that comes to mind is security. We have to guarantee that the IoT solutions we implement are secure. At the end of the day, we are sharing data. We are sensible data in most of cases, okay? And we have to be sure that this exchange of information and even the, and even the process of that information has to be done in a secure manner, okay? But not just security, because uh, our, our, the experts we have at the event uh, they sort of guarantee us that the technology already is secure. We, we don't have to worry about the security of the technologies. We have to focus on the, on the, as Jorge mentioned earlier, the value that these solutions can provide to business. But security is one of the challenges, for sure. Another challenge, and Jorge can, can, can go into more detail, is the the trust that we have to build with our customers with this concept of IoT. Yeah, this is this is something that we have discussed internally several times, you know, is the customers um, makes the deposit, give us our money, their money, you know. They give us their, their money, they put it in our accounts, and we keep their money. They trust a lot on those things, which is really important from them, money. And we give, we give mortgages, so a lot of things. But the thing is, when you come to the point that they have to share with us their biometric patterns, they are really reluctant to do that. You know, they trust a lot on these big tech companies like Samsung, Apple. And when you buy a phone, you know, all of us start to use them with our biometric. And a lot of them, they don't know what really happened with their biometric data. They know they are there and you don't know. And sometimes you buy in any of these Asian web markets, these 
new connected plugs or any device that you install at your home and you have they're working. Those web cams that you install at your home that you buy from a Chinese provider, I have, in fact, I have one now looking at me and you don't know what's really happening with your data. But what happens in the end is that they have to, to share with, the, with us their biometric partners, they could feel really reluctant about that. Oh, this is a bank. I don't like banks having my personal data or having my biometric patterns. At the end, we don't have their, their biometric data because all those instances only work by some kind of pattern. We could, in, our, in another session, we could, have, we could go more in detail about this. But the thing is that they don't trust banks for those things. Although they give us their money, we, we give them mortgages and all those things. At the end, it's really complicated to get their trust on, on, those, on those things. So this is something that we must change in order to, to be able to, to move ahead with all those these new solutions. Yeah. Trust is, trust is a difficult one. Yeah. Uh, very difficult one to solve. I totally understand that because trust is earned and it's not bought. You can't force trust upon people. It's a very difficult dynamic in in every element of society, isn't it? So how yeah how how have you started to try and overcome that? Is it just by the process of being a trustworthy brand and doing what you say, or have you tried other other approaches? I could say, to Greg, here that uh, one of the things you can do to work on that on that trust is to explain very well to the customer how this works exactly. I think there are a lot of uh, ideas behind all these biometric, uh, IoT, etc., that could prevent us of going further because we believe that someone is going to keep information to do with us in a particular location. And I think it's important to explain very well the concept. Uh, education here is very important as 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 it is always okay we have to we have to try to explain very well to our customers how exactly this works because possibly if we do that we are going to be able to gain part of that trust okay and it's also i think it's it's well well i say javi is, is is really really accurate but i think it's also important that they understand that we want to use those data to improve their user experience so it's not because the banks want to use our data for anything. That's not the, the reality of this. The thing is that in order to improve the user experience, we need those data. It's like, obviously, we could still be using, you know, the pin, the old pin in our phones, but no one is doing that anymore. Well, some, some people will be doing it, okay? But it's not the normal way to use that now. So that's also really important. We need, it's not also, it's not only part or, or a problem with the customer. It's also, we need to look inside us and say, um, we need to provide a good user experience so the user wants to provide those data to get those new functionalities. Imagine that if you go to, a, to an ATM, you can use your finger vein to get money, a pin and your finger vein. For me, that would be great. So I want to provide with the bank my finger vein pattern so I can make use of these new functionalities. So coming to the point that we have said before, what is really important is the value. If we provide value to our customers, they will want to use these technologies.
And in fact, Greg, you know that the banks, I think that they are probably the most regulated companies that exist in the world. So you cannot imagine that, imagine that if we start to provide those, those services, we are going to be 100% sure that we accomplish with all the different legal things that could be, imagine that we do it in Spain, in Spain, in the European Union, and if we move to UK, in this case, with the UK regulation, so they can trust us much more probably than many other companies. Our experience when we talk to employees or customers or non-customers about what this could provide them, what could this uh, IoT or BOT do for them, when you, when you talk to them, as you said, trans with transparency and upfront, uh, they they really see the benefit of this and and they are up for it. Okay, I I think there is a real a real feeling of uh, th this is good for us or could be good for us. So let's explore it. Okay, that was one of the ideas we had behind the the, the event. Okay, we want to explore this and break walls and 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 explain what it is exactly. And in fact, there is also one thing that we have not said is this will improve security. Security is better if you use this kind of security accesses, this kind of biometric systems. The security is better. So it's not only that it will provide new features, no, it's that it is even more secure. Because adoption of IoT is such a massive opportunity that requires expertise, strong leadership, technical talent, the company came up with a brilliant idea. Let's invite everyone to a two-day event where we can all share our knowledge and benefit from it. As I mentioned at the introduction, um, we are now part of the Center of Excellence. Uh, we, we, our, our normal activity would be to deliver end-to-end -end solutions to our customers, okay, based on mature technologies and, and frameworks and, and methodologies. But another part of our job has to be to explore new concepts, new technologies, that anything that we think as a Center of Excellence that could help improve our processes, okay, within Santander. As part of that, we thought last year that it would be a good idea to organize a two days event to talk about Internet of Things, but obviously focusing banking, okay? So that's what we call the event Banking of Things Forum, uh, where the main idea was to get together the technological, the, the, the techie guys and the business guys within Santander to talk and discuss about IoT, BOT, okay? And, and see where we are at the moment. See what exactly is being done out there, uh, outside Santander to do with IoT. See what we are doing, if we are doing something to do with IoT and, and, and how this could help in the future, okay? We uh, we had uh, we were lucky enough to have not just professionals within Santander from United Kingdom, uh, Portugal, or USA, for example, but also we were able to have people that are uh, a reference and in this IoT area from companies as important as Microsoft, uh, Amazon, um, etc. Okay, I don't. Entity data. I, I don't want to forget any. Okay, uh, we also have at the end of the event a little a little um, time for for talk about metaverse and how this could or is 
changing our lives and the way our our working days are going to be in in a ne very near future. For us, Greg, we, we, we have to say it was a, a massive experience to to get together technology and business for this for these two days, talking about this concept, seeing presentations, as I said, very valuable presentations. We were able to have a clear picture of what exactly is being done using IoT outside uh, our company, but also the possibilities of IoT within our company. Uh, there was a lot of expectation about the event. So we will have, hopefully next year, we will have a second edition because I think that the, the feedback has been quite positive about the event. So, and Jorge said, you're uh, invited to be part of the next event because I'm sure that you will be uh, a lot of, a lot of things to say and a lot of you can participate in the forums we have to discuss as we are doing here today to talk about this this concept. And in fact, this is an online event, so you can do it as you are doing right now. Oh, okay, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I love I love the idea of um, uh, when you have events. The biggest thing that I find is it comes out of events is when you have multiple people talking on a subject. Something happens in that moment that is almost hard to explain but there's like there's an old saying when you have like four people speaking there are four people speaking but there are five brains at work mm -hmm. and the fifth brain is the combination of all four and i've always loved that theory and i've always believed in it because there is something unique about when people get together whether it's virtually or in person when people do get together with a shared topic and goal some incredible things can happen. And I guess that is what forums are about. Yeah. That's what events are about. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, I've always That's loved right. that. Considering that retail footfall is steadily going down and banks across the world are closing branches as a consequence, let's conceptualize what can the bank's physical space offer to people and what role IoT plays in the offering. Um, my, my, my opinion as, 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 and, and the opinion of many of the experts we have at the event, is that the branch will not disappear, okay? In the, in the next coming years, the branch is, is, is to remain, okay? Because it's, it is offering value to some part of the population and it, it will keep uh, doing that. But what we have to do, and it's already been done, and Santander is, I think, is a clear example of it, the branch has to reinvent itself, okay? We have to forget the idea of the traditional branch as we know it, okay? And we have to do the branch to, to, to make that the branch would be a more collaborative way, um, a space, physical space, to get together people, uh, not just bank and customers or non-customers, but even uh, we have to promote networking within our branches. We have to promote, uh, as we said earlier, education about the new ways of doing things. The branch is a perfect place to get together our customers and explain to them concepts that we think are relevant to the new branch. So my opinion, the branch has to remain. That's why we are here trying to explore new ideas for the branch, the physical space, okay? But obviously it's a reality that many people are not going to the branch and are doing anything that they need using a different channels, okay? But 
The branch is another channel. We have to give in value and we have to fight for it. Okay. I think just to add something to what Javi has said before, as he has said, the, the branch is going to stay, but it's going to be a new branch. You know, with all these new apps, banking apps, where you can do all your usual transaction from your home or from wherever you are, we need to to, to reconvert the, the, the branch to a different thing. And it's something that, in this case, Santander Bank and some other banks have created a new type of branch. Which And the idea is that the user or the customer doesn't go to the branch because they have to. It's because they want to. I don't know if you have ever been in a work cafe, but no. Well, I think it's amazing if you go because even for me, the first time that I went, I say, come on, this is a Starbucks. It's quite different. It's true. You know, it's a mix um, between our the, a branch and, uh, and a work center. So even if you are not a customer, you can go there and you can sit in one desk, use the Wi-Fi and work from them. If you want to go and, and get a coffee, you get and you stay there and you can be working. It doesn't matter if you're a customer or not. And the idea is you have some meeting rooms, okay? You can book them depending if you're a customer or not. I don't know exactly the rules, okay? But the thing is that the brand should also help our customers to improve their business. Imagine, I, am a, I, I work uh, at a Santander bank, okay? Customer. And I want to go to the branch because I, I need to have a meeting with, um, with a customer and I don't have any place to do it. I can book one of the meetings that are there in the branch and I can have my meeting with my own customers there, okay? So the thing is that the, the branch has changed a lot and it will change more in the future. The country that immediately appears in your mind when it comes to IoT is China. China's IoT connection contributes to 30% of the global total. We can say that China is shaping this transformation, but can we apply what they're doing in other countries? Well, about now, now that you mentioned China, uh, within, the, within the event, uh, there was someone, a, a speaker, uh, that uh, he talked about his own experience. He's an architect and he has been working in China for a period of time. And the branches that are now being uh, built in China are, uh, are these uh, places where you actually want to be. You feel really comfortable to be because you have all the facilities. They are really thinking in the, in the customer. They are very customer-centric. Okay, it's not just a place to go to do some banking transaction, but also it's a place where you can go and feel very comfortable, okay, and do, as Jorge mentioned, a number of different activities, okay? So in China, as you said, it's, uh, it's one of the places, Asia, is one of the places where Internet of Things is, is, is valued a lot, okay? Uh, and I would like to back to the concept of connected branch, okay, where well, we have to go is to a concept or a scenario where all this information should help us to build a much better experience for our customer, that he should be able to go to the branch and, and have that experience that he's actually enjoying the experience and doing what he wanted to do with the branch, okay? Um, this trend that we have in Asia, maybe, or, or this, uh, 
how deep is IoT in, in Asia, for example. Hopefully, we will see it in Europe. It depends on many factors. We mentioned security. We mentioned regulation. We mentioned trust. I think there are still many, not physical, but logical barriers that we need to fight against. Okay. But I, I am optimistic about it. I think that, as Jorge mentioned a couple of times during the podcast, the important is the value we can offer. And I think IoT can provide a lot of value. So we will have to go for it, definitely. Depending on the country, not the same product can be suitable for each country. For example, in a car insurance, in, U in USA, the primes are really, really high. Or in UK, when I bought my first car there in UK, I say, come on, why do I have to pay so much money for, a, for my car insurance? And it's quite different because it goes on you, not on your car. In Spain, if you get a, an insurance car, each one that runs or, or drives your car is covered. Okay? But in UK, not. It's, if any other people is going to use or person is going to use your car, you have to do a different or a, a prime to your insurance coverage. Okay? So the thing is that we were talking the other day in, in, our, in our bank with some people that is in charge of this of the insurance department. And the thing is that if we use that product of this tool in our country, the amount of the prime is so low that we will never get any benefit. But if you go to USA or you go to UK, as the primes are so high, you can do this time of discount. So this, that product will be suitable for UK or USA, but will never be you know, useful for Spain because we cannot get any profit even doing a discount. I don't know if I have sense. Totally. That does make a lot of sense. I think I think that's a great example there of how trends evolve worldwide for many different reasons. It's not just as simple as everyone will use banking of things in the same way. And like you say, in certain countries, if we bring it back to the banking of things, uh, technology like Internet of Things and sorry, uh, these sort of methodologies they might play out in different value propositions for different countries. So one country or one market might see more benefit in the day-to-day -day operations versus the customer experience. Lastly, the most trending topic in the banking industry, just like in all other, is sustainability. How is IoT contributing to building sustainable solutions? IoT is, 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 a, is, a, great, is a great thing for sustainability to, to, to create sustainable applications and sustainable solutions. Uh, we all have heard about uh, intelligent buildings where all the information that is being gathered from the normal activity of the building is being used to make it more efficient, to turn off, turn off lights, etc., etc. Okay. The same concept we can, we mentioned earlier, the, the green mortgages uh, is another example where we can see that we can help not just the, the pocket of our customers, but also we can help the environment. We can make sustainable solutions, okay? Um, definitely sus sustainability and, and was a topic that we saw in, the, in, the, in our event. There was uh, some speakers that gave some very interesting um, uh, speeches about how IoT can help sustainability. Um, Anything that you can do 
gathering information to create more efficient processes in order to help the environment has to has to be important here. We have, for example, I, I would like to have a, an example that happened this weekend in Spain. We are at the moment we have the La Vuelta. La Vuelta is our cycling uh, our cycling competition, annual competition. We have sort of like the tour. If you know it in France, for example, well, La Vuelta is around Spain. And we, we had a news in the papers uh, this weekend that the, the, the cars following the cyclists where uh, they had IoT devices in order to see how the drivers were uh, uh, doing their their job behind the, the cyclists. Okay, um, how the way the way the, the way behaving, they were driving, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, to gather that information and to make it more efficient for the environment. Okay, this is an example. Well, we have so many. Okay. Well, if we try to come back to the to banking, as Javi has said at the beginning, the green market chase is a product that a lot of people is talking about, but right now, as far as we know, is not really there. Banks offer some type of discounts depending on some check that could happen on your house. I don't know if you have there in UK. It's a energetic uh, certificate that we have to get. In, you also have to get there. Okay. So depending in this in, in that certificate, you could get a small discount in your mortgage. Okay. But the, the thing here is quite different because as we have said at the beginning, is that where's the value here? I mean, there is no return of investment for banking. I mean, if we foster that you use green energies, what is the benefit for the bank? Because I as we have said before. You know, the primes in Spain are really, really tight. So here, there should be a change in mind of the companies. We are all impacted by the by the by the sustainability issues, and mainly right now. You know that I think it was today. Today, Russia has stopped the gas, stopped sending gas by these gasoduct systems. So. It's not only an economic issue. The thing is that we should all, all the companies, you know, big ones, small ones, should try to foster the use of these energies. So perhaps sometimes there is not an economic return. There is not an economic value. But I, I think this is something that all in our small part or big part, we say to foster and banks also could have a big, big part on this. There are many things you can do, Valentina. I'm now just remembering something that is quite simple, but it has its impact on sustainability. If we are able, as we said earlier, to ID ourselves using our body, we will be able maybe one day to avoid all these cards or this plastic we are using to identify ourselves and our account numbers and et cetera, et cetera. So everything, everything counts in order to make a more sustainable uh, way, uh, world. And I would say IoT has its own place on this and can, can, can help us a lot as well. Yeah, and even if you, if you don't have to take your car to go to the branch or you move only to one branch and you don't have to move to another one, in some way, you are being ecological because you are, you are spending less fuel or, or whatever. 
I hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast. If you did, don't forget to like, share, comment, or subscribe to the podcast on your preferred channel. If you enjoyed what Jorge and Javier were talking about, feel free to connect with them on LinkedIn. Enjoy rapid fire questions. That's it from me. I will see you in two weeks. And by the way, this podcast is sponsored by ACF Technologies, global leaders in customer experience management solutions. My first question is beach or mountains? What what's bitter mountain? Sorry, sorry. Beach or mountains. Beach or mountains. What do you prefer? Ah, beach, beach or beach? beach? Or oh, sorry. No. <laughs> Definitely beach. Come on, you're from Canary Islands, so what could you say? I've been from the Canaries, I, I, that that question is simple for me. Beach. If you want to start again, do it again, Valentina. Sorry, we have, sorry about that. <laughs> we have explored your your question. <laughs> surprise, Harry! <laughs> surprise again. <laughs> okay. Second question. <clears throat> Text messages or voice messages? Text messages. Text messages. Pepperoni pizza or cheese pizza? Oh, pepperoni. Cheese pizza. Rocky beach or sandy beach? Sandy beach. <laughs> Definitely. Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid or other? Real Madrid. Other. So Javier, who is, the, who is the other? You said other. Uh, who do you support? Uh, are we still recording or? <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. I I'm a Barcelona fan. Ah. And if I have we, to choose, said, and if I have yeah. to choose, obviously it would be Atletico Madrid. Yeah, that's the reason. They always okay. have the same problem. They do not support a team. They are no, 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 no. I support Barcelona. No, <laughs> they are contra Real Madrid, counter Real Madrid. It doesn't matter if he. No. Cadiz, Arsenal, you Manchester going, United, you know, it doesn't matter. Greg, you were going to say something about that? You said. No, I was going to say, uh, when we were talking about the rapid fire questions, we come up with the idea Real Madrid versus, versus Atletico Madrid. And then we said, uh, we spoke to Antonio, obviously our colleague in, uh, in mm -hmm. Spain, and he said, They'll probably say Barcelona as well. <laughs> so he, he said he said it will either be one of the three. So that's why I had to ask: Is it is what's the third one? And you said, yeah, uh, Barcelona. To, to to be honest with you, I was also thinking in my home team, okay, from the Canaries. Yeah. Okay. It's mm -hmm. a small team. They never they never win anything. It's second division. Okay. I was actually also yeah. thinking on that. Okay. Yeah. I prefer to say that than Real Madrid or Atletico Madrid. They have so many supporters around the world. But my final, my final answer, my final answer is other. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to leave it like that. Okay.